from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Spreading the news. <laughs> little early. I'm back today. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thought oh. you were going to U.S. Open already. No, no, sir. <laughs> I did see that stadium, though. I did see Arthur Ashe Stadium live in person. Well, driving by <laughs> um, on whatever horrific road is out there in that godforsaken city. Can you actually see a court from outside? You um, can tell I've never been there. No. No. Yes, I'm back, baby. Back <laughs> from the Big Apple. The fans have begged for you to come back after last week. Oh, my God. No kidding. Huh? <laughs> you were begging. <laughs> yes, please don't let me do that again. Once um, every six months, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, we should plan better. Uh, we can't <laughs> I, even plan what I know. I'm go- I mean, I bought these plane tickets. You know, we, I was on vacation with my family, and we went to New York and Cape Cod. And uh, <laughs> drove past New Haven, by the way. Nice. That's uh, going on or something. All these tennis venues. Um, the only co- the only tournament outside of its quote-unquote season that doesn't piss me off. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's like the Hall of Fame game in football. Right. The NFL Hall of Fame game, they, they play um, this awful game early, so teams have an extra preseason game to right. you know even bash their heads in even a little more and they promote it so heavily and but it, i'm like it, i never watch it ever yeah it's a horrible game and it but it it's a uh, tradition it has a purpose and it's it's about the hall of fame induction same thing here when it's kind of hilarious they call it the hall of fame game and even the worst nfl players playing in it <laughs> yeah because it's all backups <laughs> right. from whatever uh so yeah so the the new haven tournament which you know was uh, Newport or New Haven? Oh yeah, good point. Both, <laughs> actually, good point. I was near both. They're uh, all yeah, right there. I was, I was like, well, I don't know that area that well. I'm in Newport. I'm in Newport. Um, I, I wa- we weren't in Newport, but we drove right by near there, yeah. up in the Cape Codish. They both have tournaments, Newport and there. Haven. Hey, they certainly do. <laughs> but this one, but Newport's on grass. That's right. what I was getting at. Is uh, so yeah. So the so Hall I know, of Fame. You always complain about no grass court season, and here we are, one more week. Makes yeah, a but lot it's of sense. but it's outside the season. <laughs> I know it's after Wimbledon. It pisses me off normally, <laughs> but that's the only one doesn't because it's re- revolving around right. a historic venue and the Hall of Fame inductions, which are you know even know who got inducted this year? Well, Roddick was last year, right? Roddick should be every year. <laughs> uh, again, uh, Mr. Roddick, uh, Andy, sir. Uh, I apologize profusely for not giving you the credit due. You are absolutely <laughs> a deserved Hall of Fame. I only remember him and Kleisters, but I think those are both last year. Yeah. I don't know why I'm not remembering this year. Dude, you're terrible. Uh, this is- Did you watch any tennis while I was gone? I is did. it like, am I the school teacher and, you, and the substitute <laughs> was here, so you didn't do anything? That's right. Oh, my God. Summer's, it's summer. So, Michael Steak. Okay. Most famous for playing in the Wimbledon final where the streaker ran across the court. <laughs> remember that? Yes. Well, I don't remember it, but I've. Oh, seen yeah. clips. You're 12 years old. I forgot. <laughs> um, and then uh, Helena Sukova. He lost me. Oh, my God. You're such a sexist. So is he, it's unreal. Is he deserving enough? Is he more deserving than Roddick? Well, he won Wimbledon, so well, there's something. Well, he Roddick won. Number two in the world at one, one point. I guess. 
So I guess they're similar. Yeah, you know, listen. that We're going to be saying that for a lot in the next 15 years. Was that guy deserving? Because we said there aren't any... <laughs> There aren't any players. Well, yeah. Here's what it's going to be for the next 15 <laughs> years. For the next 15 years, it's going to be. Tomas Burdick. Uh, no, no, it's going to be. Fame. All right, if it wasn't for the big four, how many would it, would he have won? <laughs> right. That's what it's going to be uh-huh, like. Uh-huh. God, it's depressing Every year, it's going to be the best player not to win a major about 10 years in a row in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my God, that's depressing. Well, the good thing is they have the, you have the ladies and they'll have the broadcast. They'll come up with something. That they always induct at least. Well, four I'm going to tell you, every but year. this year it was only two. That's it, and I like it. Hmm. I, I player wise, yeah. see broadcaster, contributor, you know, other things like that. I think two players is fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't care how many broadcasters they induct. It doesn't matter to me because that doesn't even that that's irrelevant to right. me. I mean, it's good, it's important in in regards to. You're ruining our chances already. Oh shit. Good point. <laughs> I think they should induct more media people, <laughs> particularly podcasters, right. from Dallas, Texas. <laughs> but no, I mean, the problem with only one of each gender or even two is what if you get, you know, a couple of amazing people retire in the same year? No, no, I'm not saying they should lock it down at that number. Oh, you're just saying you're okay if it's only two. Yeah, and it's different, like, you know, with baseball or something. You know, baseball is really strict. It's difficult, apparently, yeah. whereas... Football is a little more. I, I don't know. I'm I don't spit. even know the criteria for. Tennis. I don't even. I'm making. Know. I'm making up baseball and football too. I don't even know. <laughs> well, baseball, you're right. It's like they have 80% limits percent or ninety percent. But they have limits also on how many right. can go in at, right. a, at a time. Um, but uh, tennis, I feel like, is more like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They just kind of choose, <laughs> kind of subjectively, who they want. Yeah, I don't know, but ultimately, uh, the less the better, if you ask me. Yeah, well, in that's general, what it makes the Hall of Fame prestigious agreed agreed i and again i think being looking at it like oh steak won one and roddick won one and i go against what i always say is that it's not just about even if the players say that's all they care about i don't care it's not about just the majors well and if you if a major if we had four major winners every year different ones then I could understand saying one is not but when you've got the same four guys winning you know 60 you've got to give it to somebody else even if they only won one or two right right so it kind of you know even though when he played it wasn't like that but did Sokova win any uh doubles a lot of doubles okay a lot apparently now I'm gonna say that she probably won some mix too (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm but guessing. I'm going to say something controversial. <laughs> I think we should get rid of mixed doubles altogether. Well, you've always, I mean, you've always kind of shown your disdain for that. <laughs> Listen, they don't even like doubles, so why are we doing mixed doubles? Yeah. It's only PC. That's it's a good only point. It's only political correctness. Obviously, they're they're changing the scoring, they're well, shortening everything. The fact that you only do it in the majors. I think they do that to make it more prestigious, but I would say it makes it less prestigious. Right. Because if it was that important, you would do it every week. Right, exactly. So obviously it's not important. All right, so here we go. So uh, Helena Sukova, finalist in Australia, 84 and 89. Were you born yet? Um, <laughs> Barely. Semifinalist at the French in 86. Wimbledon, she was a quarterfinalist five uh, times, 85, 86, 87, 88, and then wow. 93. What? Uh, you were born by then. And then she was a <laughs> finalist at the U.S. Open, 86 and 93. Jeez. Um, that's a her, lot of uh, – that's a Halep-like uh, start. 
Her highest ranking was number four in the world, 10 career WTA titles. Okay. And then Grand Slam doubles results. She won all four. Wow. Uh, and three, she won the French once, and the rest of them she won multiple times. Uh, she was number one in the world in doubles in February 1990. It was her highest ranking. So not bad. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, tour finals in 92 she won. Oh, wow. Okay. Wait a minute. Career mixed doubles titles? Five. <laughs> Which she, had to all be slams. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, maybe back then Hopman, it was a little bit. Cup maybe. Well, back then else. it, it might have been different. Yeah. Who knows? I don't remember. Um, She won Fed Cup. Good Lord. She won C- Fed Cup in 83, 84, 85, and 88. And won the Hopman Cup in 89. So if they were to do that list of best players ever not to win a slam, she'd have to be pretty high on the list. <laughs> to not win a slam in singles, I mean. Yeah, because that's I mean, what that's they always talk about. Pretty solid effort. Yeah, and it's funny because I was, you know, watching tennis back then, but I'm trying to remember how into women's tennis I was, and I don't think I was much. I think the first time I watched was '95, so she would have been already on in retirement or on the verge. Yeah, so you have an excuse um, to prove you're not a sexist. <laughs> but but listen, if I'm coming up as a young boy trying to be a great player or whatever i don't think i ever had those dreams anyway but you know i'm looking at the guys the guys right. that are on the tour that i'm trying to play on so to speak now i wasn't <laughs> i don't want to sound like an idiot but you know what i'm saying it's like that's right. the pat you know every little kid oh i'm gonna be that well listen i wasn't thinking oh i'm gonna win the women's you know <laughs> tour finals well, unless um, you weren't renee richards hey. uh, well unless and also not to say act like it was in the 50s but in the 80s it wasn't like you could watch every court or every quarterfinal Fair. So if she wasn't in the Wimbledon finals, you wouldn't have seen her that many. I mean, right, right. So three, you could have only seen her maybe three or four times. Three ever. channels and what have you. Yeah. I mean, I guess she was in the finals, so you could have seen those. But Right. So anywho, so she, she was uh, elected or whatever you call it. Chosen. And I think those are pretty, pretty doggone uh, impressive stats. And one thing I will say is that at least back then for sure, doubles really needed to play a factor right i mean <sighs> well i don't think they're going to draw in the uh masses with those two inductees however oh you mean to their ceremony uh, right no no no. but i don't think i think they probably don't announce them until they've already kind of sold that tickets to the ceremony i would assume right so um so steak michael steak of uh german so she was from czech republic or czechoslovakia at one point and then it became Czech Republic. Um, and so your boy Stieg is from Germany. So he has a career high sing, or, uh, singles of number two in 1993. So he won Wimbledon in 91, finalist of the French once, finalist of the U.S. Open once, semifinalist at Australia once. He won the tour finals once. Why, is, doubles it, why 10, is it 25 years later they're just not getting inducted? <laughs> they both played in the 80s and 90s. What, what took so long? That's a good question. I don't know. I assume they have the five-year. Well, like we had Roddick last year. He's got to be 15 years younger than both of them. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe they didn't officially retire. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, uh, she probably played doubles till the late 90s, I bet, but still. Probably. Um. So, yeah. So, you know, I. I would say that she's certainly deserving, uh, and I guess he is too, you know. Right. Yeah, that's the tricky part is what, what is the, you know, and and if we did, you know, 16 seconds of research, we might know the answer to this. <laughs> well, remember we talked a long time ago about the stupid uh, 
QQQ criteria, you had to be either top five in the world, I think, or win, or make a Grand Slam final or win day. It was like they started to come up with all these. They started to add different criteria to make their players eligible. <laughs> um, oh, as right. So they would have to add more. Like, they wanted, more. like James Blake is in there. He was never top five. Right. Never grand so that somehow they got him in. I don't remember what they changed, but they've made a different criteria. So I wonder if the Hall of Fame even has any criteria or they just, it's just all voting. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. And I, don't, I think you, I think it's better to do it with voting because, you know, who knows what happens. I mean, somebody who loses Federer 20 times, they're, yeah. they're still could be great. They just yeah. lost to Federer. Yeah. Well, I would say that probably less people to a probably high degree <laughs> care about the Tennis Hall of Fame <laughs> than, like, the Baseball Hall. Like, arguing about NFL in the Baseball Hall of Fame are talk shows all right. unto themselves. Well, I don't think anybody cares about the Tennis <laughs> Hall of Fame. Although listening to the most underrated player in the history of American tennis. Do you know who that is? <laughs> Not Andy Roddick. Todd Martin. Oh, there you go. Um, he, uh, you know, he's the old uh, CEO or whatever the hell he's running that joint now, the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, and listening to him during, uh, I think he was talking, I think he was on the commentating in, in the box. I, I don't know if he was commentating or he's just there because he was talking right. about whatever. Uh, but I, I think one of their initiatives now is really try to, to promote the Hall of Fame more, get it on out there. Yeah. Not the tournament, but right. the actual Hall of Fame. Well, I was going to say I agree with you about people not being as passionate, but I did have somebody just a couple weeks ago tell me they went there, not during the tournament, and they said it was amazing. They said you could rent a court, play on grass for, for a, a moderate, not even an extravagant price. Wow. And they said the Hall of Fame was really cool, and they had a lot of stuff in there that was interesting. So they made it more of an experience – because you can't go to you can't go to you know the baseball hall of fame and play baseball, you can't go to the football hall of fame and play football. So at least why got the hell that. would you? Um, <laughs> but at least that's kind of the cool thing. You're you're there and yeah. you can do that stuff and you can actually play. Yeah, uh, they have. Uh, I coached at a college, uh, William Mary, that houses the ITA, which is the Intercollegiate Tennis Association. Their ITA Women's Hall of Fame um, for all women's sports, not just tennis. No, ITA, Intercollegiate oh, just Tennis. tennis. That's so good <laughs> Lord. Not only do you not listen to this podcast after the fact, you don't listen during. No. Um, the Intercollegiate Tennis, so basically the college, the Women's College Hall yeah. of Fame, essentially. Uh, and I think the men's is at Georgia. I was going to say, that's a very specific Hall of Fame. Well, it's a college yeah. tennis. Women's College Tennis. and it's But it's hosted in an indoor tennis facility, and part of that indoor building is the Hall of Fame exhibition. Um, and you know, it's all right. Yeah. You, know, you go in there and look at, you know, old wooden rackets right. and balls made out of horse hair or something. <laughs> I don't know. Dresses. Yeah. It's boring. I'm thinking I'll be they're honest. not charging very much admission to that. I don't one. think they charge any. Right. <laughs> Probably it's, about the same as what they're bringing in. It's uh, pretty boring, to be honest with you. I tried to relate to your story of your friend that went to the, it, it's, <laughs> it's not fun. It's, what? Yeah. What? Well, let me ask this. What would you want to see at a tennis hall of fame at like a, Pro Tennis Hall of Fame. Listen, I just went to New York and went to you know museums, right. and it was boring. So, <laughs> so I'm the wrong person. The greatest ask, city in the saying. world, the greatest museums in right. the world, and I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you had more passion about them than I did. Uh, That's why I thought no, you maybe you could answer. Not really. I but guess I it was indoors, which is always a positive. Yeah, that helps. It wasn't, but compared to the temperature, it's it, when I pulled up to the studio today. 
at 5.30. It was 111 degrees. It's insane. And I said, this is stupid. And we're, and we're playing tennis right now. The Dallas has their city championships this weekend. Not it's me. Insane. I'm inside. My season doesn't <laughs> well, start until... My season doesn't start until September when it only be 98. Right. Um, so anyway, Hall of Fame, fantastic. Good for them. Who cares? Tournament sucks. Steve, <laughs> Stevie Johnson wins it. Nobody cares. It's grass like he's court. Won it before. I don't. I don't care. Or he's at least been deep in it before. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, it, I just. It's a grass court tournament that nobody plays. It's like it's like Houston, the the right. clay court tournament nobody's ever heard of. Would it be better if no. it was in week two of Wimbledon? What? Like during the second week, if they just let. It's the same. The same people would still play. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. But meaning, at least people are paying attention to tennis that week, so they oh, would I still see. potentially I watch see. some of it. Mm. The problem is, which it would help the tournament. They would turn it on, and they would think it was Wimbledon. Well, they couldn't too, do it too late because it gets cold as shit up there, right? In Rhode Island. Um, hmm. But yeah, tennis live tennis here ends at what two, three o'clock. So mm. you could watch, you know, from three to nine at Newport. Yeah, that's a good idea. You're you're brilliant, and then that would condense but, our grass season even more. I mean, theoretically, you know what? But if Stevie Johnson made it to the second week, then he'd just pull out. Yeah, what would he do? Lucky loser. Congratulations. Or you? Th- or should they try to do it the week before Wimbledon? I don't compete care. with the Boodles. <laughs> and absolutely <laughs> not, sir. They would get even worse players. Absolutely not. The Boodles. It's is just where so it's at. stupid. I I would wish they would just do it in October. Like, don't even make it part of the grass court season. What does God, it matter? But it's so dicey, man. It could be so cold up That's there. That's true. Even in October. Yeah. Even in October. It's just, I guess they want to keep the players used to being on grass because they already were the previous four weeks, but I just don't get Maybe it. they could cut the draw to eight <laughs> and do it and do it and then do it right after the U.S. Open. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just make it like a grass court invitational or something. Yeah. Eight, you know. Yeah, pick your eight players, but I guess then it wouldn't be ATP. Turn into a pro am. <laughs> yeah, it's. I can't imagine they're making that much money. Off I that think. It, let me tell you something. I think. I like. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to say no. That's not right. I was going to say I think I like World Team Tennis better than. than, than no, 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 no. There's no way in hell. There's no way in hell because that's going on. I don't know if you caught any of that. I didn't. Which is usually I do. I'm surprised I now, didn't. Now I was. I was, let's see, where was I? I can't even understand the season for that anymore. I don't even know what goes on. I drove over, over Randall's Island. Okay. Which is in New York City. Right. Uh, and right below on that bridge, which probably cost $419 in tolls, because <laughs> that place is, the city of New York is horrible. Um, and you look down to the right, if you're coming into into Manhattan, you look down to the right. And there's John McEnroe's place. Yeah. Right where the World Team Tennis. I don't know if they still play there or not. Do they even still exist, the New York Sport Times? Yeah, I they think do. they're one of the, always one of the best teams. Are they? Yeah. Hmm. They seem to always be in the championship. Weird. Them in Philadelphia. Oh, my goodness. Good for all of them. I don't <laughs> know what's going on. I look on there. There's a, It's 5-2, and then it's over. <laughs> I don't. It's so stupid. I well, hate so it. Well, so rank these. You got Hopman Cup. Yep. Fed Cup. Yep. World Team Tennis. Yep. And QQQ, hmm. which is the most compelling. Hmm. Notice I didn't say Davis Cup because I'm sexist because that's actually interesting. I would say the opposite because I think Fed Cup is interesting because we're in the mix. That's true. Kind of like Women's World Cup as opposed to the men's. No, no, <laughs> no. Because 
All right. So golf and tennis maybe are the only two sports where the men's and the women's are equivalent. Yeah. Are very close to equivalent. And I mean, women's soccer compared to men's soccer, it's night and day. WNBA and, and the NBA are night and day. And you're right. Even with the so, so Fed Cup by a mile, you sexist piece of shit. <laughs> sexist Cup. I mean, Fed Cup is number one okay. by a long shot. Um, so really, it's QQQ. Let's let's talk about things that QQ don't. QQ being the worst. Let's think about things that don't matter. <laughs> QQQ. Um. Hotman Cup. And what'd you say? World Team Tennis. World or, Team Tennis. Okay. All right. You World, take World Team Tennis over Hotman Cup. No, no, no. World, oh. World Team Tennis is dead last, QQQ, and then <laughs> Hopman. Now, here's why. So, QQQ is second because it's actually a chance to see something that a lot of people have never seen before. Right. So, uh, on the plane to New York, I watched the movie uh, Macro Borg or Borg, whatever. Oh, you did? I still haven't seen Borg, it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Um, Shia LaBeouf is a nutbag in real life. <laughs> But, man, that boy can act. <laughs> well, that's what we thought we would be perfect for that. And that sexy bastard, whoever played Bjorn Borg, that hot <laughs> son of a bitch um, with his long flowing hair, um, his nose wasn't quite big enough to be uh, Bjorn Borg. I don't mean that in a bad way. Just, yeah. but, but anyway, uh, fantastic movie. And you look back and you're like, holy hell, what a rivalry. That was that was Federer and Nadal right there. Right. But the difference was they were both compelling, like, characters. Right. They had off-court and on-court issues. and Yeah. And these guys are just, you know, punching the clock, nicest guys right. ever, whatever. He's great. Oh, no, he's greater. Yeah, right. exactly. So this was a whole situation. Um, and it must have captivated But a lot of people have never got to see McElroy play live. Now, I did. Not live, but, like, live. Right. Well, on TV, uh, but it was towards the tail end. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So to go see now, I did get to see Macro play, play live at it wasn't called QQQ back then. It was whatever. It yeah, was. we saw Outback or Chuck Outback Dunes series. Or or so, I think it was yeah. Outback series. And uh, and so that's something different. You you get to see obviously his physical prowess has uh, diminished quite a bit. He's fifty something, <laughs> but. Still, the well, talent still have the name recognition. Yeah, too. but the talent level's there, and so you get to see some things. Now, like you said, one of the only brilliant points you've ever made on this <laughs> podcast is you you were talking about how that you know Roddick and some of these guys are on the on the champions, the quote unquote senior tour, right? And they're younger than Federer, who's <laughs> winning record Grand Slams now, right? Um, so not counting James Blake, not counting Roddick, because we've all seen those guys, but yeah. but people like you know Peter Corda. Played in it year, a couple years yeah. back. How many people have seen him? I've seen this kid, you know, more, you know, and whatever. Chang and Pern Fours. Yeah, and so surprised they never got Crickstein, but I guess he probably didn't qualify based on their criteria. No, nah, they change it. Um, <laughs> so that's why I think that's higher, you know, or the the, the second one, Hopman right. Cup, to me, is the best out of those three, and here's why: because it it is something that it knows it is yeah it knows it's not real but it's still it says hey you're, you're you're prepping for the happy slam you're coming out of the deep slumber of winter come on down and <laughs> uh and and play some mixed nonsense a little country action versus country action and have some fun and whatever 
and it doesn't take itself seriously in that regard. Well, on I'll the, give you... Oh, oh, go ahead. Ahead. No, 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 by all means. I was going to say, I'll give you... Stop my momentum completely. <laughs> no problem. I was going to agree with you and all say right. that also I could actually understand the purpose and the format of Fed Cup, whereas World Team Tennis and QQQ and Hopman Cup I have, don't even really have any idea what's going on. Yeah, well, Hopman Cup, who cares? Right. Because, like I said, they don't take themselves seriously. The QQQ, I don't think it takes itself too seriously, but it's a fraud. Well, World Team QQQ. Tennis is both. It's a fraud, <laughs> and they take themselves too seriously. Yeah, every time I watch QQQ, they show the standings for the year, and I'm like, who has seen any tournament this year <laughs> that doesn't matter? <laughs> and you don't even know if you're watching from that day I or would, from three months ago. I could bet anybody $1 <laughs> million dollars that any one of those people on that standings list has no idea where they right. are in the standings list. They might not even know there is a standings list. Yeah, in World Team Tennis, they have a standing, but it's like – you play the same team 16 times. and Yeah, there's only four teams. And then, yeah, of the six teams, the four teams advance to the playoffs. It's like, what does it matter? Um, it's just to get people to come and buy tickets is all they're trying to do. At least Fed Cup, there's an actual progression. And you know, you know if, you're, if you lose, you're done. You're not going to see that team and it's, again. It, dude, listen, it is real. Yeah. The Fed Cup is real, real. But that's why I took that out. I, I reject, sir, <laughs> reject your sexism right. and misogyny in this case, sir. Um. It's real, yeah. and we're in the mix, right. so I'm all for it. Um, and people hate Coco Vandaway for some. Why is that? Because she's an asshole. I love <laughs> her. She's the best. You're not an asshole, I love, Coco. Again, I don't. I love players when they are different and actually bring something to the table. Which real. She definitely does. Yeah, real. It doesn't mean I'm a fan of hers, but I I'm like a fan that, of hers. I like that she's in tennis. I like her all all court style, her attacking style. I like that she's like what bitch right. what. After yeah. she hits a winner. And I love that Kyrgios is in tennis, too. But, again, doesn't mean I'm a fan of his. But I want... I'm not a fan of his because he's a crybaby bitch. Well, but, but I love her because she's freaking raw. But maybe it's my because I grew up watching wrestling. But I need to have people to hate and like. I can't like everyone. Right. I need to have people to hate and root yeah. against. Right. I hear you. And so when Coco plays, you know, I was going to say Maria, but I don't hate Maria. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I – but I would rather see her in a hostile match with someone, and that's right. going to be more exciting. So, yeah. So, World Team Tennis, whatever. Dead last. Whatever. <laughs> I will say this. He, listen, here's the – all right. Mark it down. I'm going to give World Team Tennis a compliment. And it's legit, and it's serious. <laughs> Maybe not serious, but it's legit. It gives – people an opportunity to see live legit players in a slightly different setting than a stodgy old you know bracketed tournament and and so I've always said that team tennis if it was legit I think would be big yeah and all I need is a billionaire to back me and we will start an actual legit league and it'll be men only I'm sorry <laughs> well and as we've said about all these events make it a one-week event, and it's going to be 10 times better. Right. Because you're not going to have college player A playing against college player B, you know, in one of the divisions, and you got because you got one star on your team. Right. If you do it over <laughs> yeah, one yeah, week, yeah. you can do the whole thing, and everybody's going to play if it's one week. Yeah, but see, I could see the f- – see, all right. Well, that's I, to start with, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, to get it kicked off. Yeah. No, I, w- I, could say, I could see – I would think the hell with Roddick. No offense, Andy, you're a Hall of Famer. <laughs> But you like, I don't care about any of those players. I don't care about any of those players. Yeah. What I would say is, 
you could start with like five teams in Texas. Right. The major cities. You could have a DFW team, a Houston team, an Austin team, a San Antonio team, and maybe a Corpus team. Right. Or so, whatever. Yeah. Or a Waco team. Nobody cares about Waco. Let's do Corpus. Because <laughs> you're on the coast. Right. So you got the home field advantage of wind because it's windy <laughs> as shit down there all the time. Don't let them fool you. That's not... That's not a beach resort town. All right? right. It's like a wind tunnel. <laughs> um and you could just say, Hey, here's your here's your salary cap. Right. Get any player you can get on your roster. They sign a contract, they're committed to whatever. They get paid per match. Right. And if they don't play, they don't get paid. Yeah. You're not gonna get somebody that's a hundred in the world. No. You're probably not gonna get somebody that's two hundred in the world. But for a month, Maybe you'll get somebody who's 450 in the world. Right. Guess what? They can play. Yeah. They can play. They can play any, They can play better than anybody living in your dumb town. Yeah. So you drive an hour to come to see, you know, the Austin whoever's, play, the hippies, the Austin right. hippies or whatever, you know, play, you know, the San Antonio Rivers. <laughs> I don't know, man. Whatever. <laughs> well, I would love to see Dallas beat Houston anything. I don't care what it is. Yeah. So I think you get more of the hometown. Well, we beat them in reality because we're just a better city. <laughs> Who wants to live in a swamp? It's 111 here. Right. It's 111 in Houston with 110% humidity. <laughs> it's not even raining, but it's raining. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. It's miserable. And it smells like gasoline. So, <laughs> But I think you're getting the home, the hometown interest. But what I'm saying is you could do, if you made it legit... Not exhibition-y, right. but legit. And you had fans coming out to a college, probably, maybe, yeah. type venue. Like here in, in town, you've got either TCU or SMU has, they're the two Division One programs, yeah. like the quote-unquote major ones or whatever. giant facilities. And they have good facilities where you could have really good viewing. Um, you know, I'm sure there's venues in Houston. I don't know what Rice looks like. I don't know what, uh, you know... University of Houston looks like their facilities, but whatever. But you could say in Austin, you could certainly do the UT. They're brand new. Cabillion. How much did it cost? <laughs> I don't know, but it's amazing. Uh, they have a brand, brand new facility, so you could use them. Uh, again, one month, and I say you compete right in July, right against, um, right against World Team Tennis, <laughs> and just crush them. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I think. It's like it's like you said. It's building interest. Well, then you have a Texas state champion against the California state champion. Maybe whatever, you know however uh, you want to do. However, it. It wants to grow. But it. But I think if you start it in one area, right? I mean, California's imploding financially. So I don't <laughs> know that we can handle. But but the point being is, is if it, if it was legitimate, if it was organic, and you were actually you had a set standard, a set 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 of parameters, right. within your league, and then you just try to beat the other teams. No matter what it is, real competition is is will always draw you in. If it's not a shit show, I right. mean, watching you play against—that's <laughs> not right. I mean, it's going to be a battle with you and your shitty so what backhand. You're saying is and, like at Davis Company to find the smallest town in Texas and try to represent, you know, Paris, Texas. In no, no, step. you're you're going to have to be a coach. <laughs> this this dream is over for you, buddy. Um, no, no, no. But something like that, I think, could be made successful within certain arenas like texas is a great tennis state california florida or the southern right. section great tennis areas where you could put together so you could go atlanta mobile 
you know, I don't know how far you want to right. stretch because of traveling, but you know, within Texas, you've got DFW would be the farthest point point north or furthest or farthest. Right. I don't know how uh, you know farthest is it. <laughs> Uh, and then Corpus would be the opposite end of that. Yeah. Seven hours. Right. Seven hours driving, probably 50 bucks round, you know, each right. way on Southwest Airlines. Yeah. Boom, boom, hour, you're there. Uh, you know, format, you could debate, whatever. But if you made it legit and you made it where, you know, these two teams are going after each other, representing their cities, um, and I'm not talking about getting players from the city. I'm saying, you know, the team, just like NFL. I mean, right. nobody – um, get whoever and then you do a situation where you play each other twice home and home right and then it's just like it this is going to be <laughs> sacrilege here in america <laughs> it's like soccer there are no playoffs yeah you you play the regular season and the best team is at the end is the best team right so every match means something right exactly so i don't know i well, think it's a great idea but the, you know who would have to take it over is the problem they think they would, but well, that's what I mean. They if would, I had a billionaire <laughs> would write. backing me, they can kiss my ass. But they would try to stop anybody else. That's the problem. Any other league that ever tries to start, they get in the way. What do you mean? They can't. Well, they just, by not allowing anybody, by monopolizing every tennis player's schedule throughout oh, the year, yeah. they, well, they make it difficult to start Money anything. talks, and USDA can kiss my ass. <laughs> well, yeah, because you you're paying to play USDA. You're not, certainly not getting paid. Well, what are you talking about? Well, I'm, I'm talking s- about players are 400 of the world aren't playing in leagues. No, yeah, I know. But you I'm stack saying- your 4-5 team. I don't know how you do that <laughs> shit, but it ends up being guys that are 400 right. in the world. I don't know how, but... But no, I'm just saying, yeah, the way the tennis schedule is, it's hard to get tennis players even able to play or watch anything because they're always doing something for USA. Right, right. Well, I, I think I think you could it could be a... It could be... Every match is all matches on Sunday afternoons. Yeah. How many of these jokers are in finals? Not enough to where because if right. you had a roster that was it was a two man team and yes man because I'm talking about men's <laughs> right it was a two man team you played a singles a reverse singles and a doubles to break the tie yeah so you wouldn't even play all three out necessarily right um and then you maybe had four people on the roster you had four starters or, or two starters or what however you want to do it and then you got an extra guy. But even if two are playing each other in a final, the other two are still there. Um, something, something of that nature. Yeah. And you only get, you know, I mean, you, you structure contracts. How, you know, the smart. Yeah, that's why I need a billionaire. They know right. stuff like, like contracts. But you would only get paid if you play in the match. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing. Well, um, and they did a thing at one time called Dallas Cup. I don't know if you ever were involved in it, but it was on the amateur scale. But they would have women's, men's, and mixed. And the problem was nobody ever knew about it. It was like, oh, I'm playing the Dallas Cup and. Four of the five people you told about didn't know what it was because well, it was not UST run. It was not promoted anywhere. This would be the AFL, yeah, of tennis. Right. Whereas the the ATP Tour is the NFL. This would be the AFL. Now yeah. I don't think it would ever be as successful with the current structure, but I think if tennis would have came about in a different way, I think this would be amazing. Oh um, yeah, I think it'd be great. I mean, because most. Even big cities in America don't have a pro tennis tournament. Right. So you can't right. go. Most A lot of people can't go to you know New York or Indian Wells or wherever. Yeah. They would love to just be able to go an hour or two and see really high-level tennis. And the finals are, are the only thing people care about anyway. Right. You might go because it's in your town, and so you pop over on a Wednesday while this futures tournament is going on. Right. Which are guys the same level as what I'm talking about. Yeah. But you don't even know what you're looking at. You don't know who you're doing. De- 
you have a roster of four guys. So that's 20 guys right. that are in the 400 in the world range. Yeah. You got 20 guys. Everybody in that town is going to know the, the, the tennis fans right. that are in, in, into this. They're going to know their four guys. Yeah. And most likely, they're going to know the other four guys that they're going to be playing that week and probably know the four guys for every other team because eventually they're going to see them twice. Right. And so they'll be into it. I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. I know a lot of players on your stupid Cowboys <laughs> team because I hate them. Well, and I feel like that's kind of what you're talking about is how tennis was 20, 25 years ago. It was a lot more regional. Everybody kind of had their regional champion or regional pro. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, I mean, like I hear people talk about all the time. I remember, you know, Bill Scanlon or these guys that were that were in the Dallas area and the Austin area, and they were they were pros, but they weren't really playing, you know, right. Grand Slams or. But now I feel like it's just we only pay attention to the twenty guys that are on TV, and that's it. Yeah. Well, Mark Cuban is the closest billionaire that I know of. So call in if you're interested <laughs> in backing me in this uh, tennis league because I think it could be the beginning of changing tennis. The Cuban Perot Tennis League. There you go. Oh, yeah, pro. Yeah, he's got museums and stuff. <laughs> um, anywho, all right, well, listen, we're going to take a break, and we come back. Oh, baby, let me tell you, I've got nothing. But then again, nothing's going on, is it? <laughs> eh, maybe we'll figure out something when we come back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're, we're back. The magic of audio and editing, it seems like we just pop right out for a little mid-session info from right. the girl in the middle. We have been gone for hours. <laughs> it's midnight it's now. It's only 102 now. Yeah, it's only 102. And we're just racking our brains trying to figure out what in the hell to talk about now because we got nothing, nothing going on. No, I'll tell you what we do have going on, and, and I'm passionate about it. Ruby. <laughs> no, you dumb dumb. No. I'll tell you, I'm passionate. Gestad. Oh, yeah? No, I'm not. It <laughs> pisses me off. It's a red clay tournament. We just finished grass. We're starting hard courts. And I have a woman I teach, and her dream is to go to a tennis academy in Gestad. And she told me that the first time, and I said, uh, you know, bless you. What you, you say? <laughs> and she said, there's a, apparently there's a tennis academy. It's like world famous in Gestad. And that's like her lifetime tennis goal. Well, that's Gustad, Jeremy. This is Bustad. Oh, Bustad. We'll see. There you what go. What did I say? I thought you said Gustad. I'm going to go with I didn't, and hopefully nobody <laughs> rewinds this podcast to find out what I said. I'm going with Bastard. Bustad. <laughs> Where's that? It's Sweden, man. Damn oh, Swedes we'll playing on red clay. Golly, it pisses me off. It just. And the sad part is I bet that has a stronger field than, than the hardcore tournament. Then you've got Umag in Croatia. Red clay. <laughs> What the hell's going on here, man? This is the regional tennis he wanted. Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Oh, wait. How about Bucharest? Yeah, red clay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, there is a tournament, a women's tournament, in Gestad, and that's also on red clay. There you go. Unbelievable. This is ridiculous. It pisses me off. I mean, off. literally, Nadal, he could consider conceivably play only clay for the entire year and finish number one. Next week. 
Next week, Hamburg, red clay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, remember the old days when the, the clay guys didn't even go to Wimbledon and they would just stay on clay all summer. Moscow, red clay. This is ridiculous. Oh, finally. Finally. <laughs> the solid footing. The solid, safe footing next week, starting tomorrow, the 23rd, in case you don't know. The BB&T Atlanta Open. Hard deco turf. Thank you, Lord. So is Thank that the Lord. official start of the U.S. Open Series? I guess, man. <laughs> I guess. How can you have? I mean. Oh. That's another thing they try to tell you standings and things for, but it's like how many players are actually paying attention to it? I As in, the, yeah, well. He, the play, I'll put it this way. The players that are paying attention to it are the players that have no chance to win. It. <laughs> maybe. I don't I, think a man has ever won it. I know that women have. Yeah. Oh, you mean the series right. and all that? The series and the bonus money and all yeah, that. Yeah, but I don't. That's just fun for who cares the players don't care they don't need to care they got other yeah. fish to fry as it were but for fan I, I do think it's fantastic marketing and promotion I, the same surface theoretically it's supposed to be the same surface all the way through um same, same coloring color. and all that um so the the prize money structure and the point structure eh whatever you know the extra bonuses and all that i yeah. I have never really gotten excited about that. And I don't think I have either because you're right. The player, if it meant something to the players, then be like, oh, this must this must mean something. Because if they really want to excite him, make it $10 million or $20 million. Yeah, right. And then, I mean. Automatic number one in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Every, take away everybody else's Grand Slam yeah. champions. I mean, it's it's not enough to make the players that actually have a chance to win it interested. Right, right. Because yeah. Federer's not going to kill himself in you know six warm-up tournaments just to win an extra $2 million. Or right. Or whatever it is. Right. Because if he played that many warm-up terms, he wouldn't win the Open, probably. Right. Yeah, if he takes the entire clay court and the French Open <laughs> off, good chance he won't be playing in D.C. Right. So, no offense to our nation's yeah, so capital. It's not working. Because the reason they're doing it is obviously to get the bigger names to play, which is not working. Well, I don't know about that. Or is it just to just as like a... I, I, I think it's purely marketing yeah. for, for the fans. Because it, initially, it also had to do with like they were locked into TV like every you know Friday Saturday Sunday at a certain time boom US Open series matches or right. whatever right for like the semis the quarter whatever it was I can't remember I don't know if it's still like that cuz again we do no research but the same the same kind of thing for promotions I would say it's not cuz it's still on three different channels yeah no shit <laughs> um but yeah so the point being is that it it does exactly what we talk about that the whole season should do and be divided up into surface series and stick to those, Stick have a certain amount of each level within that series and base seedings for the Grand Slam off the series, and then there you have it. I wonder if it's the reason the other – Australia could do it because all the warm-up tournaments are in Australia, but I wonder if the reason the French and women can't do it is because all the warm-up tournaments aren't in their country. Because the U.S. Open Series, all the tournaments are in the U.S., so it makes it easier because they're all the same organization. But I yeah, wonder, French, I don't think they are though. Are some of them outside? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think the USTA, the USTA doesn't control the. BBA. That's true. I mean, it's. I guess I don't even know who called the U.S. Open Series. Is that an ATP thing? Is that a USTA thing? Is I'm it, pretty sure it was all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I guess you got the Rogers Cup and all that too, which is not the America's specialist. But yeah, call it the European series before the French and Wimbledon or whatever you want to call it. And to me, if if you don't have if you have a big tournament in, you know, Rio, 
it's not part of the series. Right. But guess what? Not everybody qualifies for those tournaments, yeah. in the series, and that's fine. Well, you know? I'll tell you the way you want to make the series meaningful is whoever wins the U.S. Open series gets the first round by in the U.S. Open. Oh, the next year? No, gets a buy. If they oh, win the, the series. series, they get a buy and then I slam. See. Now, I don't want less players in the U.S. Open, but that would be... That's the dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs> but that would be a real... Which is impressive, because I say that a lot. I know. That would be a real caveat, or a real carrot for them to play for. Hmm. I don't know. But I don't, I'm not in favor of that. I'm just saying that would yeah. make it interesting. Yeah. I, hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Well... Because I don't even see the point of it. It's just, it's just giving well, one. Away. By the way, so let's go back to something that you already covered. I'm assuming, because I didn't listen to your horseshit <laughs> podcast last week by yourself. <laughs> Um, I did listen to my half with Taylor Dent. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just fast forwarded past years. It was, the first second I heard was fantastic, and then yes, I hit, the, you know, the intro. Yeah. Um. So Wimbledon, Wimbledon, Don, um, the Joker, huh? Come back. Yeah, that is, was we were. We I were all guess surprised by that. he's a hundred percent back. But do you think? The rest of tennis sucks. I was going to yes. say, is that an indictment of tennis yet again? That well, look, someone who's fresh can come in and win another slam, which has happened like three times in the last two years. My God, it's it's pitiful. Have, the can, big four have they not learned that that's the only that that their season is way too long. When the people that don't play are better than the people that are playing weekly, <laughs> that might be. Yeah, there's a fresh take that because <laughs> you know I'm going to go back to the same old bullshit we've been saying, or at least I've been saying since the beginning, is that it's the weakest ter- in era in men's tennis. Ever yeah, right and uh, uh, yet again, not Federer, not Nadal, but one of the other big four or right. what I I think we need to start calling the big three. You <laughs> well, know what I'm saying? Seriously. Yeah, but what if Murray comes and wins the US Open if not playing all year? Holy what shit! What does that tell you about? Oh my god! About how much tennis these guys are having to play? I think he's. I think he was more banged up than any of the other ones have been. Totally. So well, he's out been out the longest too. and that. But I mean, hip—a hip, a hip right. for a guy that runs. Yeah, you know, he's a gazelle back all day back there, and he's got a hip. That's that's devastating. But it was kind of apparent to me that one of the main reasons Djokovic won is because the other guys are banged up and not fresh. Um, maybe Federer's kind of fresh. I was going to say, yeah, older. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, um, I just i I don't understand the direction tennis is going right now. <laughs> it's uh, golly, it's ridiculous. I don't just, know what to think for the next three years. I don't like men's tennis, man. It's not fun to me. I mean, I will say this: Djokovic winning was good because somebody got to challenge the only these two. Right. It, the, God bless America. I'm about to throw this microphone. <laughs> they have been alternate. Fed and Nadal have been alternating titles. Right. How stupid is that? <laughs> And if you're a fan of Federer or a fan of Nadal, please don't do whatever, you know, tweet or all the other stuff you can do to me. Please don't, because <laughs> I don't read it anyway. I don't know how to get to any of it. But damn it, shouldn't that tell you something that everybody else sucks? Because here's another bit of proof. Djokovic shows the hell up out of nowhere. He's got himself in order. He, he played a couple of tournaments. Didn't go great, but he was feeling it out and getting his life together. Right. Had had some flashes in those tournaments, and then now, boom, seven rounds, and he's a Grand Slam champion. Yeah, I think he lost again. one set, not counting the two in it at all. Crap, um, just crap. But I mean, I did talk to an Nadal fan in person this week, and he was saying, "Well, if Nadal wins this, then he's back in the conversation for greatest of all time." And but I'm thinking, what if Djokovic wins four of the next six, and then it's 2018, and you know, 18, then what? Once again, once again, we are so fortunate. To be witnessing <laughs> the the greatest three players in the 
history of the fucking game. But yeah, I mean... Bullshit. But what are we going to do when all they've got to do is play two weeks before a Grand Slam and beat everybody? I mean, are we just going to cancel listen, the tour listen. and not play? So we just watched... All right, it's Sunday. I'm about to talk about golf. If you're a big golf fan, fast forward. I don't know because I'll ramble. So like <laughs> 30 minutes. We just watched the British Open, which arguably is even more important than Wimbledon is to tennis. Because not only is it the oldest and most prestigious, right. but also it's one of the toughest to win because it's gale force wins. It's yeah. mayhem out there right. in Scotland. And it's where it got invented and all that crap. So we just – did you watch any of that? No, I, of course not. God, you're a I was going to tell you that I'm recording it, but you can – don't ruin don't don't not talk about it on my account. Oh shit. Are you really recording <laughs> I actually it? I am, but you Oh can go my ahead. god, you are such 20, an asshole. It's 2018. I'm you recording it. You are such an asshole. <laughs> watch something live for God's <laughs> sakes. I'm living life live. Good point. Watch that, TV that's later. a fair point. That is a actually a really the best point you've ever made on this podcast. I'm living life so I don't watch the sport right. I have a podcast I make, about. I make shit. the worst and best points in every show. <sighs> but anyway, All right, so Without God. telling me who won. I can't not tell you who won. <laughs> Can I? Do you think Tiger won or not? What are your odds on him winning? I would be completely shocked if Tiger was won. Okay. He did not win. Okay. All right. That's all I'm telling you. Right. But he gave it a fight. Yeah. Where are you was, at? Are he you, was three did, strokes back when I was watching. So you are caught up to just the last day? Oh, yeah. I was or, through six what? holes today. Oh, okay. So yeah. Spieth, Spieth started out first. with one or two other guys or something? Yeah. So there's a bunch of guys all bunched up, yeah. like two, three shots apart. I was really looking forward to watching it and not having it ruined. But <laughs> well, uh, you already assumed Tiger didn't right, win, right? Right. But he made a run. Yeah, he was. He just birdied right when I turned it off. All right. So and he was three behind. There might be okay. So in any event, he has been on the way back with fits and starts <laughs> yes, for years. Very similar to some of these other guys. Now, part of it was getting his ass beat by his wife with a right. golf club, <laughs> uh, but also some legitimate injuries. And, you know, similar to Nadal, it's, you know, his Tiger's injuries are from his really ballistic golf stroke. I mean, right. he really gets into it and he's knee problems and whatever. So he's actually had to change his strokes up, you know, his uh, stroke yeah. up a little bit or whatever you call it. Swing. But he's basically the same age relative to golf that Federer is to tennis, I would say. Yeah. He's on, like, the tail end of when people typically, typically win. Right. Like Federer is. Right. But he was way more, you know. Anyway, so so he comes back. The biggest tournament, I think, in all their calendars, for sure. And, he again, he's been, you know, kind of fits and starts, having some flashes, and then not. Right. And then having some flashes, leading in some rounds, in some tournaments, and then kind of fading away. Yeah. And... And he, oh my God, what? I don't care. I don't care. It's golf. Go to hell. It's golf. Like I said, if you ruin He it. didn't win. Yeah. But he's right in the mix right. for most of the last day. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, all right, I'm comparing this to the big four or the big three trying to come back. And first of all, he certainly did not by any means like just waltz back in and dominate. Right. Not even close. Yeah. And furthermore, he is now playing catch up. Right. To these other guys and he's been resting his ass off. Yeah. And he is arguably the greatest ever in terms of everything. Right. Not just 
And the, uh, here's the difference with that. You don't have to compare him to errors because they don't play each other. Right. They play the course. So you have the British Open. So, you know, this one was at Carnoustie. But, you know, St. Andrews is the one, right? Yeah, we talked about the 100-yard greens. Right. So <laughs> that, right. So the St. Andrews, that course is that course and has right. been that course. I don't know how many changes they've made in the last 100 but years. But they're minor. I mean, they're it still looks it's, the same. It's the same course. So the main thing that's changed is – technology right you know so space age materials compared to you know Hickory. they might lengthen them like 20 yards or something but they, whatever the case may be right. everybody that has everybody that played with a hickory shaft on their driver they were playing it and everybody else was too right and similar to tennis well they're not playing each other so there is there is something in golf that we don't have in tennis and that is one of the variables is not a variable. It's fixed. Right. That's the course. So I think you can look at different things, um, parameters in tennis, and try to figure out, uh, is this, you know, is, is the competition strong or not? Right. You know, could the 150th player in the world right now go back to 1980 with all of his current 2018 skills and beat McEnroe at his height? Probably. Right. Yeah. Probably. I think, you know, I think somebody like, I think Nick Kyrgios would kick the shit out of McEnroe. <laughs> right. Like, right now. Yeah. God, those two on the same court. <laughs> Holy hell. I mean, I hope neither of them bring guns. I love how McEnroe uh, criticized him, too. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's like, funny. Oh, yeah. Right. But, uh, but you know, so we don't have that fixed of a course. Right. Whereas you do, you know, so to watch Tiger come back and almost get it done against these youngsters relative to him. I mean, because like speed, I think is only twenty four. When I still, still the problem you've got though is, what you're saying is that Tiger Woods was not. Everybody else was closer to him in skill level, is what you're saying. No, now or then, because because at some point he was effing dominating. He was winning the British Open. He he won it well, that one year. He won it by nineteen strokes. Well, what or what I mean by I'm, well, like I said, you're saying he was way far ahead of them. But is it because he was that amazing? I put it this way. I think you can say you have a better, you have a more fixed view because the course versus whatever. Right. So it doesn't, because it doesn't matter as much how good the field is. He's still shooting par. Right. Re, you know, relative yeah. to par, which has been the same for 100 years. But if he didn't play, you would have 10 guys within a but we don't of each care. other. Right, but I don't care how many he won. I care how like he's dominating these courses. Yeah, but so I'm saying if Federer didn't play, we wouldn't be able to tell the tour sucked because they'd all be the same level. As oh, each other. I see, I see. To some degree, yeah, yeah. But I think what you're saying too is that the fact that Tiger Woods is now whatever he is, fifty percent, sixty percent of what he was before, and now he's losing, whereas Federer, right? That's exactly. I he's ramble, killing everybody. You are right fi again. <laughs> finally, your worth of uh, on this and, podcast is coming through. So yeah, get me back on track. So I was sitting here comparing Tiger's finish. I don't know who won. I do. <laughs> I actually know exactly who won. <laughs> well, what I hate the most is when I hear people say, "Well, Federer's the best he's ever been." No, he's not. There's, no one. There's at no way possible. Is he, I would say maybe he's seventy five or eighty percent. Put I would give way. him that. He very well may be better emotionally and mentally. Right. But there's, but it's still a sport. It's physical. There's no way he's better 15 years after his prime. 10, well, maybe 10 years and after so his physical prime. So if he's 80% prime. 
of what he was, and he's still winning by the same margin, that means the field is 20% worse than it was then. Right. And again, it's proof because now Djokovic, again, Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal would be a fantastic 1-2-3 in 1998. Right. A fantastic 1-2-3, and what an absolute incredible era of tennis that would have been if those three guys were then. Right. But you take Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, and whoever the hell's three and put them right now, they would be doing the same thing. Right. And 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 by the way, if it was one, two, three, like you're saying, Djokovic wouldn't be winning, you know, the quarters two, three, and two, and Federer wouldn't be winning, you know, one, two, and two. And and to be fair for the finals, that's Wimbledon's stupid ass. It's their fault. <laughs> it's their fault they had a shitty final. It's right. their fault that they have rules. I don't even know why. I don't even know why they use a clock that's digital with electricity on the side. <laughs> why do, Why does a scoreboard have electricity? <laughs> Kiss my ass, you old stodgy pieces of shit. I hate white people. Well, the one thing I did not understand, and if you, I'm sure you listened. The tiebreak, obviously, knows. is what I'm talking about. Yes, but what I don't understand, see, I'm not in favor of the tiebreak, but separate note on that. Why could they not have started at all in Djokovic on court one? You knew you had a time limit. Here's the only reason I'm glad they didn't. Because the only chance those two <laughs> freaking redwood trees had after their stupid-ass <laughs> match was if Nadal and Djokovic played nine years right. over four days. You're right. I don't know what that doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It, that was their only chance. I was like, please, God, get dark. Please go. I know. To it a- actually made the final even closer than what it would have been, which is sad. Right. Um what was it? Oh, oh, and one? No, no, no. <laughs> what was it? it was like two, three, and six. But there were multiple breaks oh, except yeah. for the last set. Right. And I'm like, and, but, and the but crime, yeah, I, I didn't understand. But what I didn't understand is why start a match that you know you're not going to finish? That's what I was irritated about. Listen, and I'm they, not saying they should have pushed the whole match to Saturday. I'm saying they should they should have started it on a different. I don't court, know. They they knowing. sold tickets to both. Yeah, and they're in that. Well, they should have just said we don't have a curfew on. It's a Friday night. They can't. I know. But it's a, a whole, Friday night. Yeah. I'm like. Nerds. I'm never partying in Wimbledon. It's, they go to bed too early. But yeah, I think. Actually, that's exactly where I party because I go to bed that early, <laughs> so to be fair. So do you fair. think they should have moved the final to Monday? What should they really have done? Oh, that's a good question. I, I, Because it didn't. The problem was it wasn't going to be a good final no matter what they did. <laughs> I don't think. <sighs> if, if, if Isner I, and Anderson were 7, 6, and the 5th, I think the final would have been the same. What? W- all right. What if what if every single match Anderson played was two two and three, all the way through? Yeah, that would have helped him. Would you think it would have been a re- a decent final? Because listen, it, it's not like he didn't kick Feder. I mean, he didn't right. kick his ass, but he beat him. Yeah, I think the one of the big issues was just the style matchup of Djokovic versus Anderson. Sure, but yeah, I mean, he, the more. The less time on the court he had, the closer it would have been. I but I still don't see him, you know, doing better than winning one set. Yeah, I don't. So, know. And that's just a bad, you know, it just happens sometimes. Right, but, right. But it could have been more entertaining. Right, and you know, so the tiebreak is the problem. So first of all, they one of the greatest matches. By the way, by the way, God bless America. <laughs> that movie reminded me that people are stupid as shit. And TV's the devil, and all they're trying to do is 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 promote their stupid bullshit, right? Because I don't care what anybody says, the Battle of eighteen sixteen is one of the best matches in history, and yeah. that's that Borg, right? You know, uh, uh-huh. McEnroe final, yeah. 
McEnroe wins the fourth. Do you have it recorded? Am I going <laughs> to? <laughs> you jackass. So he comes back. Oh, was that 1716? You ruined it for me. He, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he comes back in the set and in the breaker. You know, they're breaking back and forth, and McEnroe wins the fourth set, 18-16. Yeah. Not in games. Right. In points, because it was a tie break. And then, of course, they have the fifth set, but which Bjork wins. But right. uh, but it, that was an amazing fourth set, and everybody was on the edge of their seat. And guess what? It was a tiebreak. Yeah. It's amazing. Get rid of this nonsense. Well, have I a tiebreak. The biggest indictment of the tiebreak is just when you have a really bad one. Like if the if it was a fifth set tiebreak and the tiebreak seven one, I feel like everybody's sort of like and they clap really quietly and oh you know great ending. You know that's the only downside I see to a tiebreak, yeah, but well, that's the player's fault too. Did obviously. you see the <laughs> fifth set of those tree trunks? Nobody, everybody's clapping. Did you hear the guy say, hurry up, we want to see Rafa? That was the the <laughs> smallest crowd I've ever seen to the climax of the match. That so was so great. It was, really, it was a great comment. And nobody laughed because they all felt miserable that right. they were this horseshit tennis just banging away to, you know, stilts. But you heard my away. reasoning behind why I don't no, think they should play one, though, right? I didn't listen to your horseshit. I said that, to me, in order to win, you should have to break the other person. In a game, not in a point. In, not yeah, a mini break. Right, in a game. Yeah, well, that's dumb. And if you can't break him, you don't deserve to win. Yeah, well, that's dumb, as we have proven. <laughs> a- as Anderson proved two matches in a row, that poor fella. He had yeah. to do that twice. Um, well, and I thought it was funny that he acted like he wasn't in favor of it, but, you know, it's interesting if they'd have played 7-6 and he loses, then, you know, how does he feel about it? I don't know. It, it just pisses me off. It. Yeah, I will say this. It is kind of silly to play four sets with a tiebreak and then one set without. Well, you ha- in this this 12-all or 9-all horseshit, no. No, that's dumb. It's I don't agree with that It's a six-game set, yeah. winning by two. If you both get to six, guess what? You're pretty damn even. Right. Flip a coin or play a tiebreak and shut the hell up. Well, the other thing is knowing that you don't play a fifth set tiebreak, why are you starting the first match at 1 p.m.? Like, start it at 10 a.m., uh, 11 a.m. Tea and crumpets. They have to finish. <laughs> Breakfast at Wimbledon. I don't know. What. But it's like you've got, they only left themselves, well, only left themselves 10 hours <laughs> to play two <laughs> matches. Um, but still, I mean, you've got to know that's a possibility. With those, two, You knew those two guys were going to play long. Yeah. Even even right. if it didn't go extended fifth set. And you knew Nadal Djokovic was going to play long. So I think I had a lot of problems with the way the tournament ended. The sad part was they all favored Anderson. Well, they didn't all favor Anderson, but the, the last day favored Anderson, and he still didn't help him. Yeah. Well, if if uh, if they get rid of the tie break, then that's two matches in a row that Anderson gets, you know, yeah, multiple that hours. off at least two, three hours. Yeah, exactly. And so when they show that stat, how many hours both, you know, I mean, I think Djokovic was 15 minutes. <laughs> and, and Well, that also would have shaved about an hour off Djokovic's match, too, with Nadal. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah, that didn't. It, his, well, that's what I. That's what I mean, though. The stamina came into play because Djokovic was clearly in way better shape than Anderson is. Yes, but that's a ridiculous. But oh my god, it, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Basically, we never disagree. So this is exciting. Basically, Kevin Anderson ran a marathon before the finals, right? And Djokovic sprinted around 5K. the block. I mean, shit. <laughs> It, w- and it certainly looked like that in the final. And I got news for you. If if Kevin Anderson plays a bunch of three setters that are all, maybe some are 6'4", 7'5", right. and that's it. And Djokovic 
is playing a nine-hour match or however right. the hell long that dumb thing was, I, I guarantee you Anderson's a favorite. He still might choke because it's right. the weakest era, blah, blah, right. blah. But if it was reversed, I think it looks a little different in that final. Yeah. Because that, oh, that is a brutal, brutal finish twice, two days in a row, or not two, two matches in a row for well, KA. And the final I wanted was Isner and Adal because I thought – that would have been the most interesting final from a competitive standpoint. But only if there were n- some normal length matches yeah, preceding I mean, it. Well, but I thought even if Isner was exhausted, he could at least get a lot of free points on his serve against Nadal. Right. Against Djokovic, he's not going to get as many free points. Yeah. And Nadal, I think, just loses rhythm. Well, and, I got, and 6'10 is different than 6'6. Oh, yeah. And so that ball coming from the top of basically – It'd be like you standing on top of the stadium, and sir. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that would have been – now, I'm not saying the points would have been more interesting, but I think it would have been more competitive right? if those two had played. Once I knew – once I saw Joe Sanders, I was so disappointed because the quarters and semis were amazing at Wimbledon, one of the best ever right. in the slam. Yeah. And then we had that. Yeah. Yeah, it was depressing. Um, and the women's was no better. Well, you know what? It was compelling. It was compelling because you had a pretty extreme situation – now you got tricked because she because Serena played you know virtually no yeah, one right all the way through and then she finally played someone and there we have it what was the final of that three, three and three three and three but so, you can extend your Federer and Tiger argument to Serena she didn't I, come that's in what, that's what I was about to say yeah, she didn't come in and dominate everyone but I actually I would say Serena is more like that right than Tiger except Tiger didn't have a baby <laughs> uh, he tried with a couple Perkins waitresses <laughs> but it didn't work out. Um, I was going to say sorry, Tiger, but I don't care. This is a tennis podcast. Right. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, if you're a Tiger fan and you're mad at me now, call right. in. So, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, Serena came in and was tested but shouldn't have been based right. on her ability. Yeah. Obviously, her condition now, pregnancy is not a condition. That's not what I meant. <laughs> but, you know, so where she's at in her yeah. comeback, uh, it just showed, oh, she's not back. Yeah, and you, but you can't tell me that when someone comes back and dominates that it's good for the sport. It's just not. What's good for the sport is if they make a progression over several weeks and months. Well, all right, so what do you, did Serena dominate or not? What are you saying? No, I'm saying she didn't. I'm saying it was yeah. bad for men's tennis. Right. Joker was able to do that. I'm yeah. saying the fact that she lost the finals was great. Great for the women's that was game. perfect. And listen, Kerber's won before, right? including beating her in her yeah. career. Uh, Multiple times. Yeah, and so and Kerber's a baller, man. Yeah, she she turned it on this week. Still wears me out that bending down forehand shit. I hate that thing. It's weird. Her and Rodwanska started that. She's already short. Right. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? If if uh, Isner did that, he wouldn't be able to get back up. But if he did that, it makes sense. The ball's right. really low. He's right. got to get down there somehow. Yeah, I never. I don't. Quite it's understand weird that. I hey, guess what? It won her a Grand Slam title. Yeah. I guess so whatever. But. But, yeah, I think we saw what we should have seen, which is someone coming back that's better than everybody else, but not – she can't – she still has to work as hard as everybody else to beat them. Yeah, yeah. Once again, women. the women's game is much healthier in my, my mind than men. And men – the men are basically on a foundation of sand right now. Right. The, the big four, big three, maybe big four if Murray gets his life together – there it's it's uh it's a it's a false you know sense of security on where the game is what frustrates me is if the big four retired tomorrow and let's say zverev wins three of the next five slams they're gonna he, say oh look well he's the you know he's the next big thing and he was there the whole time 
but that's not true. He right. Was, Exactly. He, he didn't do anything no when those chance. guys are playing. No chance. And and now that would just mean that, you know, he won by default. Here's what I would hope would happen. Chilich, I mean, I can't say a Diplotro because he gets hurt. He doesn't have to play against anybody right. to get hurt. Chilich, um, Raonic, team, uh, team. No, no, no. I mean the guys that, can, that have been kind of part of that next <laughs> group because oh, team yeah. hasn't been. I'm right. Chilich, Diplotro. Um, just a little bit younger, if you mean. Yeah, and Wawrinka. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and Ben Pair, of course. <laughs> um, so, anywho. Yeah, I just added to the big threes total, and then we have to hear more about it. Oh, and it just uh, – Well, we really need Erica back in. Um, she's the only person I know that even likes Djokovic. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't heard from her. And she's in you know, love with him. <laughs> my what a long face and I've you got, have I've got a friend you know who loves him too and was so thrilled but I just said you know it's not and again it did remind me of how dominant he was for those couple of years right but well I got news for you if he how can you not say he's the greatest ever if he comes in and, and wins however many and has a winning record right. against the quote unquote two and not like now when they're quote unquote Right today, if he starts beating Nadal and Federer on a regular, you can say, "Oh, well, of course, they're past their prime. Right. Right. They're old." Yeah, but he was doing that three years ago. You know, he started. Well, I think they said that at one point he'd beaten Nadal eight times in a row or something. Shit. Well, and he's won more Masters than both of them. By the Damn way. Damn it, Erica! <laughs> Am I gonna have to admit that Djokovic is the greatest ever? No, of course not, because it's a weakest area in men's tennis. But so collectively, these three players are the greatest ever. <laughs> if they were just one player. So if uh, yeah, if those three retire, we're finished. If Serena retired, the the game marches on. Both yeah. internationally, even but also American players. Right, the game marches on. So much healthier. So then, how come everybody's sexist and doesn't like the women as much <laughs> as the men? I'll tell you why. Because not one of those women could beat anybody on the men's tour. That's why. <laughs> That's why. I, I don't, I'm not saying that as an indictment. But if I wanted to see the fastest person on the planet, it's a dude. Right. There is no qualifier. The fastest woman, you need a qualifier. The fastest human on the planet is a dude. I'm not that dude. And right. I couldn't beat anybody on, in anything. <laughs> I couldn't beat a female, female. <laughs> a female sprinter. I couldn't beat a female sprinter if I was on a motorcycle. All right? <laughs> I get it. Back tire be dragging. But that's the point. Right. It's not an indictment. It just is. Yeah. And it's way more pronounced in other sports. What are the ratings for the WNBA? Yeah. They don't have ratings. No, somebody just broke a record in WNBA, and I had no clue that it happened. I've heard about it like three days later. Yeah. I had no idea. They force it. Because right. no one cares. So were, No one cares. Did you have any encouragement or positive reaction from us having an American in the semis? <sighs> but we had Query last year. <laughs> but... Two years in a row, you think that sounds it's, like a really good stat. Two years in a row, we've had American in the semis in the men's. The way things fell, it gave me excitement. The fact that we had a ha, had a chance to have an American in a final, right? The way things fell, but it was fluky and it was a false promise and it was it was not real. What would have been better, having him in the final and getting blown out, or just him losing the way he did? Yeah. The final would be better. No. Oh yeah, I think losing is, like yeah. yeah, that's the be- that yeah. I mean, but but then again, I'm also the guy that would rather my Steelers lose to the Patriots in the AFC Championship than lose to Green Bay right. in the championship. But that's just me being an idiot. Because if you're a player, you want to play every single game in the playoffs you can. Right. So I, you know, so looking at it from the coach's standpoint, 
Yeah, I want the guy in the final. Right. Plus, I get my ten percent is bigger, but <laughs> but also you don't have a chance to win Wimbledon if you're not in the final. Right. So, and like you said, who knows what could happen? It's it's another four inches higher that serve. So yeah, Djokovic handled you know, um, Anderson serve, but it could have well, been. Well, has beaten both of them before. Yeah. Isner, I mean, Nadal and Djokovic. Right. So. But yeah, it just it was a really depressing end. I I. So I recorded that too, and that was one of those like somebody please ruin it for me, so I don't have to watch it. <laughs> and then when I I did didn't ruin, get ruined for me, but I I didn't. It was before I even started. I yeah, knew. yeah. I mean, there was no doubt. There was ever. no chance. No, no chance. He actually had a chance to be in a dog in the U.S. Open final because he was somewhat fresh. Right. He just had a terrible game plan. Yeah. This time he couldn't have executed any game plans. So it wouldn't matter. Yeah, he was. Yeah, tough, tough, tough. So, well, we do have. I don't think I'm going to get all fired up and get into the depth in the BB&T in Atlanta, but I do this every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, damn it, the hardcore season is the best season. US, I have always said I have always said the U.S. Open is my favorite slam. But yes, I, you have. But I think a big part of that also, not just New York, although after being in New York, I hate that place. Really? It's awful. God almighty, it's awful. I'm just not built for it. I'm just not built for it. No, anyway. I don't think it's my type either. But, uh yeah, the hard court season, you can actually move like you mean to move. The ball bounces consistently like it's supposed to. We can relate to it because we played on it. And guess what? We invented concrete. It's okay <laughs> to use it. We're not using horse gut for, you know, <laughs> we're not using oak trees for rackets anymore. So while we still plan on grass, you know, grass grows in my yard. Well, and I think for me, it's the time that it's on is the best <laughs> that I mean, helps it's like well, that i was helps. so tired of waking up at 7 a.m to try to watch wimbledon it's like <laughs> well you're a loser i get up anyway but <laughs> but it's like it was done at 2 p.m it's like what am i gonna do the rest of the day yeah that's a good point too uh, u.s yeah. open you've got it from basically right when you wake up to when you go to bed right and when you live. wake up well yeah, yeah i mean i'm up at 6 30 6 o'clock yeah <laughs> so you, you you wake up for brunch but i love to me of any any format i love the u.s open night match to me is the best you can't beat that when you have a good long night match and you're in bed and you're like, oh, and I can't turn this off. In New York City. Right. Yeah. Agreed. It's a different vibe because you have night matches at Indian Wells. Right. But it's not the same. No. It's not the same. Half the stands are empty. You know, the people it's people are done for the day. Yeah. Australia, they have night matches around at 3 a.m. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's an Australian against somebody. You know, it's Barty against, you know, <laughs> Gurgis or somebody right. I don't care about. And Your the U.S. Open does that too. Sexism sometimes. comes but the out US Open, once again. They will pick the, they won't pick the American. They will pick the marquee players. Right. It'll be Federer. It'll yeah. be Nadal. It'll be Djokovic. It'll be Sharapova. Yeah. yeah. But they don't worry about the patriotism. They worry about who's going to, you know, who bring the heat. Watched. Right. Bring the heat. Yeah. Like we had Sharapova and Halep R- last Richard year. Richard Gasquet bringing the heat every time. <laughs> uh, he just lost to uh, Fanini, by the way, in some on grass. No, Clay. <laughs> oh, of course. Somewhere. Forgot it's clay court season. Yeah, it's clay court season. So how many people Still. have to retire for Gasquet to win the U.S. Open? <laughs> <laughs> how many matches does it take to win? Seven? <laughs> nah, he can win a first round and maybe a second. Right. If he wins the second round and everybody else in the tournament gets food poisoning, <laughs> he's in. Yeah, I meant how many have to retire from the tour for him to win a slam. Oh, career-wise. Yeah. How many have to shut it down? I thought you meant quit their match because no. quitting their match would be good. Right. I don't probably know. Probably a better chance there. Yeah. Because so. uh, he is one of those I feel bad. I want him to win something. It's too late. I know. It's too late. It's too late for him and Burditch and Ferrer and Monfi and all those guys. It's too late. It's depressing. Songa, too yeah. late. He had his chance against Djokovic. Djokovic right. is first, actually. So Yeah. 
Anywho, all right, well, I think um, the podcast has recovered nicely from your debacle. <laughs> Not only did you have a debacle of a performance, we had a technical issue. I didn't get that thing up on the internet until yesterday. <laughs> so nice. the fact that it's the lowest rated one technically yeah, you is on your pur- fault. You did that on purpose it, just no, no. so you could say that. No, no, I did that one. on purpose to get you off the hook. So it's, <laughs> so oh, the ratings. You should have just saved it and just put this new one. Not the even, numbers, not even posted the it. numbers suck, but I got it out so <laughs> right. late. Oh, my God. Hey, I, by the way, the T-shirts work. The oh, yeah? Tennis Revolution podcast T-shirt. Yeah. I was wearing it in New York City, nice. and I got mugged. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was in the New York Public Library. Wow. And a woman that worked at the library saw it and asked me a question about it, and I started chatting her up. And I said, you got a flip phone, or do you have an iPhone? <laughs> uh, and told her about it, and she said she's going to download it and listen. I said, when you do, listen for the email and email me. Otherwise, I won't believe you. Nice. So until we get an email, I'll give her a shout-out once we get an email. That's right. But she's our lone listener in New York City. <laughs> no, that's not true. Actually, our New York numbers are pretty big. Yeah. Um. It gotta be, especially in the summer with the open coming up. Yeah, baby. But uh yeah, so we have hopefully one new listener because of the t shirt. So maybe <laughs> I'll get you one now. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Worth the investment. Yeah, why not? You got anything else? That's it. Oh, thank God. Oh, last week was enough. <laughs> All right, y'all know what to do out there. Uh even if I don't walk by you in in a t shirt, tell a friend, spread the word, download it, but don't just download it subscribe for the love of God so I don't have to keep promoting this thing. I need it to, to promote itself. I actually have a real job, people. No, not really. I coach college. Now. <laughs> not really but the point being is I got stuff to do. That's so, right. uh, you know, I send letters out every week to all the listeners to remind <laughs> them to download. Carrier, so it, carrier pigeons. It'd be so much easier if you would just subscribe and set it up where it automatically downloads every Tuesday morning. We're trying to get up on Mondays, but it's difficult. Uh, I don't edit them, so whatever, because I don't know how. So, um, but set it to download automatically. Boom, there it is. You have it. I we got the numbers. I don't have to do a bunch of extra effort. I mean, don't don't we spend enough time prepping for the show? Oh, of course. On t- I don't want to do that all week. Know. Yeah, why not? So uh, do all that. Check out our Instagram, which is still standing strong with no pictures, <laughs> not one. Not a single picture. It's a cultural protest. And, and it, it is not. <laughs> it's it's ineffective uh, technical ability. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't know how to post a picture. It's not that we don't want to. No, no, I don't want to either. Yeah. Um, just for the whole situation. So, let's see. We have... <laughs> Are we in the 60s? Every single time, I have no idea how to find how many followers. This is ridiculous. <laughs> This is ridiculous. How do I not know how to find how many followers? Nope, that's not it. I may have to get an Instagram just to have more followers in the podcast. Oh, my God. No, you need to get an Instagram so you can figure out how to use this stupid thing. <laughs> Isn't Erica supposed to be our guru here? Yeah. I, do we, I should just count them one by one. On That would be riveting because I'm scrolling well, we down. We invited her after Djokovic won. She's not allowed to come in. Oh, my God. We're going to have to hear about that. All right, I don't know how to find. I I don't know how to find members. This is ridiculous. Two thousand? <laughs> no, that's not it. It doesn't say. It just doesn't say. Oh, this is asking me to follow everybody back. No, because <laughs> then I'll get pictures, and that's again antithetical. <laughs> Seventy-eight followers. Oh wow! It took me a while, but I got We've it. Gone up. Seventy-eight followers. That's, that's like fifty percent more than our last. 
That's big. So if you're out there and you followed for the purpose, for the purpose of not getting a picture, I applaud you. If you think you're getting a picture, eh, listen, it's easier just to leave it. Don't don't unfollow. <laughs> I mean, you got to go through buttons and stuff to unfollow. What does it matter? Right. What does it matter? It's even easier. Follow us on Twitter, Tennis Rev Pod, spelled out. No numbers. No crazy cryptographic stuff. <laughs> spelled out. Tennis Red Rev Pod. Um. What else? Nothing. Don't email. Nobody does that. No. Except for our New York listeners. Right. I'll give a shout out if she listens in, in emails. Other than that, man, I got nothing. But I will tell you this. Next week, we're bringing the heat because it's hard court season. I'm not talking about a single other surface. <laughs> Maybe a little carpet. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody out there, don't forget. Don't forget. Hashtag pod karma. You follow us for at least 24 hours and then unfollow us on Twitter, your career will skyrocket. <laughs> Only if you're on the WTA tour. Right. It, not a regular person. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you sell computer equipment, it's not going to help you. But you, you can know, still follow us, but yeah, but don't, don't expect un, any. Don't unfollow us. Because right. to get the pod karma, you got to follow us for eight hours. Yeah. And then bounce. Right. 24. I, I can't remember. I didn't time it. <laughs> I uh, thought it was about eight minutes. Actually, maybe it's you follow, I say thanks for following, then you dip <laughs> if you're on the WTA tour. I don't know who's out there. Somebody that's 300 in the world. You need a boost in your career. Don't hire another coach. Don't worry about your physio. Let's not get in better shape. Just follow yeah. the, the Twitter. Podcast. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Hardcore. Hardcore.